Hey guys, this is Sarah, host of Bringing Up Betty. This week, a little bit of reality hit, and I am really busy with bringing up Betty, my daughter. She's sick, and so I haven't had time to put the new episode together, but I didn't want to leave you hanging for yet another week. So rather than do that, I am giving you a little bit of the uncut version of my interview with Mary Evelyn Smith, who was featured on episode 17. She is hilarious and super relatable. And there were several sections of our our chat that just couldn't be included because of editing and time constraints. So I'm going to throw a few of those together for you today. There's nothing edited, no music. It's way different than the typical format here. But I wanted to bring you those little nuggets that I loved so much from our chat. And I hope you enjoy. Also, stay tuned all the way to the end, and there's something super special. In January of 2013, my baby girl Betty was born. Later, we discovered she had a chromosomal deletion that would affect the rest of her life. I created this podcast to share the stories and struggles of special needs children and their families. This is episode 19 of Bringing Up Betty. I'm Sarah Evans. I can change dressings. I can do like little um, cathing procedures or anything like that, but I don't know how to actually feed this baby. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to get that straightened out, but. Yeah, yeah. we were pretty prepared. That's funny. Like yeah. <laughs> I find with my and she's my second. Um, you know, yeah, she has like all these therapies, and then they'll recommend something like singing a song with your daughter, and I'm like, oh yeah, like oh my gosh, singing. Or, like, read a book. Oh, like we've been working on you know transitioning from sitting to kneeling. Like it's so awesome. So I'm like, it's oh awesome. yeah, like those normal things you do with a baby. <laughs> I know you do because you get and I would get really down about it sometimes that first year I can just remember crying and telling Greg like I just want to play with my baby without feeling guilty because if I'm playing with him or snuggling him it means that I'm missing out on valuable time when we could be working on therapy. Uh-huh. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like oh, it was oh, I just totally like the guilt mean. that I would feel if I just snuggled him for too long because I'm like, nope, I should be working on sitting while we make you track objects with your eyes. Yes. Like it just was it's, a constant. Yeah. It's so hard. I, yeah, I, it takes mom guilt to like a whole new level. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, it's it's very it's very intense. One of the th- the worst things I think I ever did was um, had our physical therapist meet us at the park, <laughs> and um, she like showed us all these things like I could be doing with Betty and like you know introducing her to these textures and and I was like oh like we come to the park to have fun and like I usually just hang out with her on a blanket while her sister plays and we can both relax and now you've like created this environment where in the park work like (laughs) right and and they can ruin any environment if you introduce them to it like (laughs) right don't take your therapist anywhere fun because (laughs) 
They're like, ooh, this, you know, movie theater is a great opportunity for you to teach him. No, I just want to relax. I know it's really, it's such a strange thing. And I didn't, I knew it was strange. Like I knew like, oh, I want to be playing. I don't want to have to be thinking about these things and feeling so much intense guilt, but also feeling, I feel guilty either way. Like I feel guilty if, if we don't do enough therapy because, you know, maybe he'll be, he won't progress as fast because I didn't, you know, make him stand in his leg braces for a certain period of time. But then if I make him stand in his leg braces, then I feel guilty because I'm like, man, you didn't get enough just calm play time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's both sides. It's always going to be something. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad to hear you say that because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. I, it's easy to find a way to beat yourself up. About. It really is. It's so easy. Um, and like <laughs> with um, my daughter's, I think most diagnoses have like a, a pretty large spectrum of possible yeah. outcomes. And so it's just hard because then you feel like it all depends on me. And yeah. if we don't do this now, then they'll never walk or then they'll right. never be able to do this on their own. And Right, so. and you'll always wonder if maybe I know maybe if you had gotten off that blanket at the park, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's just nuts, and it's not true. It's not true. I mean, if you're worrying about it, then you're probably doing just fine because yeah. you care. I mean, if you don't care and you don't think about it, then maybe there's a problem. But I mean, if you're I, that's what I tell myself, at least. If I'm worrying about it this much, I'm probably doing okay. Yeah, that's a good thought. And that helps. <laughs> I'll hold on I don't to know that. If it's, I don't know <laughs> if it's true, but you know, it's a nice thing to tell yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or um, I thought also since. Um, you are a librarian. Maybe you had some recommendations for children's books that could um, help people talk with their kids about disabilities or oh, differences. That's a great question. Okay, so I think I'm going to go with the first question, mainly because I have a, I have a really hard time finding books about disability that I really like. Yeah, me too. I don't know if you, but I just. I'm really picky about it, and I feel like they run – they're always – a lot of them are very, like, didactic, and, like, they don't have good stories. Mm -hmm. They're just very, like, Johnny is different. Here's oh why that's gosh. okay. And it's just kind of like, ugh. And I feel like kids see through that crap, and they just don't like it. Yeah. Like, my students would not want to sit and listen to something like that that doesn't have a good story. And yeah. I also feel like – they're not often told – I feel like the, the kid with the disability is very often not in a place of power in the stories. They're yeah. very often like a, you know, so-and-so needs extra help or I have – the ones I've found that I like tend to be not for young kids. They tend to be like the – like Middle Wonder – right. Wonder was fantastic and Out of My Mind was fantastic, but have you read either of those? I haven't. I need to. I have a friend oh, okay. that um, recommended those, but – yeah, those those two are really, really good. And out of my mind, I liked especially because it's told from the perspective. I think the character has CP, and she's she is not able to speak. Mm -hmm. And she um, it's she's the one telling the story. Um, 
and it's it's really well done. So that's a good one. But yeah, I yeah. I feel like people ask me that all the time, and I feel like I'm like such a dope because my answer is always like I don't really know. I don't. Know well, it would be helpful if there were some really good ones. Yeah, I, I kind of want to write a post about all the ones I hate. <laughs> oh yeah, I could write a post about that like, in a hot minute. Um, there's I don't know if you read What's Wrong with Timmy. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. my gosh. It is like the worst. The worst part of it is that my daughter loves it. Like oh, no. begged for it. And it's it's like the worst. I mean, it's trying to cover everything, like why God would do this and I mean oh, wow. and, and that we need to like give them extra help and be their friend and this and it I mean it says like Timmy is mentally retarded. Like <laughs> and so I don't know. I just I had to take that back to the library oh. in secret so my daughter would I mean, she... but no thanks you know what I will say I we watch a lot of Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. and you can get it on Amazon Prime and he has a few episodes that feature someone with a disability and the way he does it is so good like the way I feel like when I was writing the book that the little book I wrote for Simeon um about having spina bifida I just felt like Anytime I didn't know what to say or how to explain something, I just thought, how would Fred Rogers say this? <laughs> because he just had such a nice way of being really honest with kids, which I think is part of what I don't like about some of those books is that they're not always very super honest. Yeah. Um, like I saw, a, I think, a, and actually it was written by a parent, which is just, I mean, all parents, parents in general all have different opinions about things and parents of kids with special needs are no different but he I think the book was called something like being different is awesome and I was like see right there with that title you kind of lose I feel like you kind of lose kids because it's not kids know that it's not always awesome to be different it can be really hard there are awesome things about being different but you have to talk you have to acknowledge you know what's what's hard too yeah but yeah, so I don't have a great. <laughs> I'm not super helpful. I have a lot of books that I don't like, just like you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It is. I just think it's a hard thing. People don't know what to say, and people don't know how to talk about it. And you know, you get. I think parents of kids with special needs are really sensitive about how disability is talked about. I know that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know, there's, it's just hard to for there to be a book that everyone likes or everyone thinks is kind of universally helpful for little little yeah. kids. Yeah. It's one of those strange things where no one's doing anything wrong. No one's doing anything that they shouldn't be doing. In fact, people are being incredibly kind. Um, but that doesn't mean that sometimes it's not a little a little tiring. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So it can just be a little exhausting. And I, I wonder, too, about Simeon. He's still so young. And so he just doesn't really notice. Um, but I do wonder sometimes what he'll think of it when he's older, how yeah. he'll feel about people looking at him, even looking at him in a kind way. Um, Because I, you know, looking back on my own life when I was 
you know, an adolescent and in seventh and eighth grade, I think I would have just been mortified to have anyone looking at me for any reason um, that, you know, when I was out in public. So I don't know how he'll feel about it. And I'm, I think that's going to be something we'll have to kind of let him, him work out. But for the most part, people are really nice. I think the hardest interactions for me are when people which is very understandable, but people don't know what to say to their kids because kids stare in a different way than adults. Mm -hmm. Adults look at Simeon and then look again and then smile and wave. Um, Kids just stare with their mouths open (laughs) (laughs) because it looks really different. And I, um, and it's okay. And we know that that happens and we, we don't really expect kids to not do that. And I think, I think it's at that point the parent kind of has a choice to make about how they're going to react. And I think kids really take their cue from their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've had both sides. I had a mom at the zoo who the kid was staring and staring and finally kind of pointed and said, why is he in that? And the mom was like, well, all, you know, everyone's body is different and his body doesn't walk and so he needs a wheelchair to get around that's just how he goes and then she kind of changed the subject and said um you know his wheels light up or um you know someone who uses a wheelchair too or do you want to say hi um or he's got a school bus on his shirt or something like that and I think I think kind of moving back to the what you have in common is really helpful for kids and also addressing their question um kind of head on is really important. Um, it's hard for me when I hear parents shush their kids mm-hmm. or kind of pull them away. And it's, I think it's hard because I know why they're doing it. And it's because they're embarrassed. They don't want their kid to stare at another kid and they don't know what kind of mom I am. And maybe I'm a crazy person who's going to scream at them or scream at their kid for looking mm-hmm. at my kid, um, which I'm not, but they don't know that. And so I understand why they pull their kid away and kind of say, shh. But I think, I don't think people realize that when you do that, you're kind of sending a message to your child that says disability is not something we talk about and disability is not something we acknowledge. Yeah. And I think that's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really, I think it just, it can be really, really harmful. We were... Um, at the shoe store once and a little girl about Simeon's age was staring and the mom noticed and she kind of like pulled her to the side and said, don't look at him. He's in a wheelchair. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know it was awful. And she looked, I mean, and the mom looked, you know, she was my age. She looked like such a cool chick and such a nice lady. And I'm sure she was, I'm sure she was a really great mom, but you it, you know, you just have these moments of just kind of, you get kind of mortified when your kid is doing something and you don't know if it's an okay thing for your kid to be doing or if it's going to hurt someone's feelings or make someone angry. And I think she really just wanted her daughter to stop staring. Um, but what she said, you know, kind of made Simeon sound like, like a monster. Right. Like, don't look at him. (laughs) Don't look at him. Don't talk to him. He's in a wheelchair. Um, so, yeah, that's always hard. I try to tell other moms, you know, answer the questions, be as honest as you can, and be honest without any 
judgment words, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. and in my head, I think of judgment words as like, isn't that great? Or isn't that sad? Or poor thing? All of those words that kind of color, um, color the, the situation. I think it's in a lot of ways better to just state the situation and let your child kind of see where your child colors it themselves, if that makes sense. Because I think a lot of times if we don't talk about it in a negative way, then your child won't necessarily have a negative view of it. And if they do, you can talk about that and that's fine too. Um, But I think just stating the facts can be just really helpful. His leg do- legs don't work, so he uses a wheelchair to get around. And then if they have more questions, go from there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good – I know. Even – I mean, I even find it hard sometimes um, with my older daughter, like yeah. knowing what's appropriate because um, she'll do that, you know. In, oh, Yeah. I mean, I think it's very normal for kids mm-hmm. to be curious, but it's right. it's almost funny to me that she like doesn't make, I guess I expect her to make more of a connection because her little sister is in a wheelchair, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so when she sees a man at the zoo that only has one leg, I kind of think, well, don't you know? Like, <laughs> right. his body's different just like Betty's is. Like, right. <laughs> but, you know, little kids don't make all those connections no. all the time. Simeon so. wants stared, stared, and then got a little afraid of a woman using a power chair. And I was like, dude, are you serious? (laughs) Like, look, look, look at like, like back up and look at this situation. But you're right. They're little. They just don't, you know, they take things on a case by case basis. They're not necessarily making generalizations yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do. I think it's really normal, and I think it's a it's a great opportunity when kids ask those questions um, to, to talk about it. I think it's – and I think it's always great to say, you know, if Simeon is staring at a kid, I try to say, and I feel like – I like when parents do this with us too, is if he's staring and say, do you see that – you know, are you looking at that person over there? Do you want to say hello? Um and kind of, because what you're saying, you're not saying they have to say hello. You're not pushing them towards something that they're uncomfortable with. But you're kind of letting them know talking to someone who looks different is an option and is okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like um, some parents like fall into this like really naturally and have a lot of great ideas and I'm kind of like still searching for how to handle it in a lot of ways so right thank you for your great insight it's hard though because you really don't know part of it is that when it happens it's usually with a stranger so you just don't know who you're dealing with and I would be lying if I said I don't know some moms of kids who have disabilities who tend to be more confrontational. And I don't think they're confrontational because their kid has a disability. I think they were probably confrontational before their child was born. Mm -hmm. But whoever you were before your kid with a disability was born, you're that same person after they're born. And so I I think there are all kinds of parents. And I I think that's partly why people get nervous is they don't know 
is this a mom who's having a rough day already and maybe going to snap at me if my kid asks a question and I don't answer it correctly? And I mean, I, I get it. I think it's really normal for there to be some, some fear there. I understand. Yeah. Um, but gosh, it really, really makes your day when you hear a kid ask a question. Every time I ask it, I hear a little kid ask a question of, about Simeon in my hearing, I just, I feel like I just stand there like, please, please have a good answer. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it <laughs> to the parent, like in my head, like willing them, like it's all right. And when they nail it, I get so excited. <laughs> you go high five them. I'm like, you nailed it. Nice job. <laughs> good work, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Stay yeah. calm. I think that's the biggest thing. Stay calm. <laughs> Because it can be hard when your kid says something crazy and embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I know. It happens a lot. It does. They, I mean, they will just say whatever. <laughs> that's hard. You know, it's really hard with this stuff, too, I think, because, like, I feel like the way that we act as special needs parents, which I don't even always like that term, but parents of kids with disabilities, like I think we have a lot of influence, like the way we talk about our kids publicly and write about our kids and write about this situation can have a, I mean, I like to think it can have an effect on the way that my adult child with a disability will be viewed and treated. Yeah. Um, and so it is hard it is, I have a hard time when I hear, I don't know, when I read something that sounds on either side, like a parent who sounds super negative about it. Cause I've heard, I mean, I've had parents say like, if I had known it was going to be like this, I don't think I would have had this kid. Mm. And I, it's so hard to hear stuff like that. Um, but it's also hard when people are like super rosy positive to the point where they're not like being honest about the fact that it's difficult. It's hard yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm sure since you talk to so many people, I'm sure you hear all kind, like the whole spectrum of yeah reactions and feelings about it. Yeah. And but. it's, you know, I want to portray like reality, but yeah. also I do think it's important to like have a, a good voice for our community. If you can call right. it that. Like, right. No, I agree. Well, and I, I think part of what I always think, of, like I have some, since Simeon was born, I've made friends with quite a few adults who have disabilities oh, uh -huh. and who use wheelchairs. And so I always think when I talk, like, how would they feel if they heard me saying it that way? Yeah. And why would they feel that way? And why do I feel the way I feel about it? Like, I think, I think it's really helpful to think about because even some of the things that I used to think we're totally fine to say like, oh, it takes a really special person to like mm -hmm. <laughs> take care of a child with a disability. Like when I was first diagnosed, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then later I was like, wait, that kind of sucks to say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Like, what do we mean when we say that? And how would that sound to an adult with a disability to hear like it takes someone special to like love you? That yeah. sounds really cruddy. So I don't know. It is, it's a lot to, to think. There are so many different angles. I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting subject.
Today's episode is brought to you by Easy Peasy. Easy Peasy is a family-run startup that makes all-in-one silicone servingware. The Easy Peasy Happy Mat has changed our life as a family. It suctions directly to our dining room table and serves as a divided plate, a placemat, and it can't be flung. All of this to say, Betty is able to eat dinner with our family at the table, like the rest of us. Tested and approved for your average messy toddler, Easy Peasy is also helping kids and adults with autism, low vision, CP, and other disabilities eat independently for the first time. Use the promo code BETTY at checkout to save 20% on your order. Just visit easypeasyfun.com. That's E-Z-P-Z-F-U-N.com. A huge thanks to Mary Evelyn Smith for joining us once again. Be sure to check out her blog at whatdoyoudodear.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please make sure you are subscribed to the show in iTunes. It's as easy as searching for Bring Up Betty under podcasts and then clicking the little subscribe button. That way you'll get notified every time a new episode comes out. Notes on today's show can be found at bringingupbetty.com slash 19. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.